Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. Okay. Hey guys, what's up? It's Stephen Dunn with Core Therapy and Pilates. I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. And today we have a kind of a neat thing going on. We got our buddy Andy in town. So let me introduce Andy a little bit. Andy's a physical therapist and he has just completed his Pilates teacher training program at a classical studio in New York City. And through that Pilates training, um, he's now completed it, uh, his coursework and is in a situation where he's been implementing it with some of his, um, his patients um, and is going to be in a situation where he's going to be implementing it with his patients more in the near future. So, Andy, tell us a little bit about your, um, your journey to Pilates and, and how you're implementing it with your patients. So, I initially got exposed to Pilates when I was in undergrad taking an elective course. I feel like that's a neat um, exercise method. But I didn't get that much, like, I didn't resonate with the system that much. But then that was like about one year ago, talking with Stephen, and uh, I decided to jump back in again. And um, just personally, I got better posture in just one session, growing two more inches, like getting two more inches taller just by doing that. So, and I really liked it. I, feel great, I feel like I got more mobility, I feel like that's very beneficial not to just myself, but also to a lot of people I know, I know, friends, patients, so I feel like that's something I should incorporate into how I practice as a PT and an OT um, to help my clients get better, so I decided to hop on into a teacher training and by talking with Steven for quite a few times and then I found um, this teacher training program that I just got completed. That's a classical studio, very common in New York City. And uh, I really liked it. It's quite different to a lot of the Pilates I got exposed to earlier. But I really liked it, the way they sit up the sequence of the exercises of the session, the flow, everything, that's very different, but I like it. Now, let me ask you this, Andy. When you got into this world, you were exposed to, to it a little bit in school, but it didn't really resonate with you. So tell me a little bit about that, that your first experience with your, or your first exposure, and then how later on it, it started to make a little more sense and a little more sense. So talk about that a little bit. So, and, undergrad I just feel like that's a good exercise system that focused a lot on core stability and um, that's good for a lot of people with lower back pain with spine issues and then focus a lot on control I feel like that's a good thing maybe one day I will dig into 
more, but then I got more focused on manual therapy when I was going through PT school. And then we learned some very basic therapeutic exercise while I was going through PT school in the States. And then that's just not very holistic because like, it's good to just strengthen one specific muscle or by what you evaluated, you find out what would, benefic what would be beneficial to the patient. But um, it's not functional because when the patients are moving, they're moving the entire arms, entire leg, their entire body. So it will be into a situation you actually have to give the patient like maybe five or eight exercises to address everything they need. But then after I talked with Stephen and then got exposed to Pilates, I found out that there are a lot of techniques that can actually make the entire body moving. It's much more functional and, and I can address a lot of different things in a very short period of time. I feel like that's very beneficial. Now, was your first experience or exposure from one of your teachers? Yeah. That's what I thought. And, and was it in a class setting or was it kind of an elective type of thing? Or how, how was it? Elective class. We got our first week purely lecture talking about um, the principles, the history of the Pilates method, and then the rest of that semester are all like, technique based. We are actually practicing. Got it, got it. And that was a situation where you were using reformers and the equipment, or was it just mat work? Um, that's two-part elective course throughout the whole year. The first year was math-based, the mm -hmm. second, uh, first semester math-based, second semester more apparatus. And, and this was all in PT school, not undergrad or undergrad? Undergrad. This was, this was undergrad before you got into PT school? Um, my undergrad is also PT Oh, gotcha, 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 <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. Yeah. So it was just a part of the, your program. Yeah. And, and through that process, it didn't really resonate that much with you at that time, but then yeah. later on, several years later, with what you and I are talking, with our talkings and the things that we were uh, talking about, it made a lot more sense of right. something you could apply. And so since you've gone through your training, you haven't had a reformer to practice with your actual PT patients, correct? Correct. You, you've only been able to teach them some mat work and things like that, correct? Now, with that said, um, has, have you found yourself with learning Pilates, teaching your traditional PT exercises a little different? Yeah, definitely. Cueing is different. Cueing how to breathe is yeah. different. Cueing how to engage their core, like ab muscles, that's different. I got much many more cues I can select. And um, another thing I always find very challenging for a lot of patients is to teach them pelvic tales. And then by learning Pilates, I got a lot of more tricks yeah. that I can use to do that. Because it's a lot more than just a pelvic tilt. There really is more to it than, than just rocking your, jamming your pelvis back yeah. or forcefully going back or whatnot. Um, posture is a, another big thing like, yeah. to help the patients to be more aware of their posture. Yeah. And I, and I love to tell this story about my, my experience with this. Um, my posture was absolutely terrible, um, and I didn't really realize it until that my, my first trainer told me, Barbara, and she told, ripped my posture in half. And I kind of did know it. I will say I did know it, because they taught me in PT school how bad it was. 
So it wasn't a scenario where I had really changed it. But for three years of being a PT in the traditional route, my posture stunk. It was no good. And after those few months of doing Pilates, like Andy already mentioned, the amount of improvement in height, the improvement in posture was, was significant. For me, I was able to grow about two inches as well. And the first time I went home, I was living in California, and the first time I went home and saw my mom and uh, my pops, who I hadn't seen in, I don't know, maybe six or eight months at that time. Um, and I'd been doing Pilates for six, the entire time that I'd been gone, that I, that I hadn't seen them, let me say it that way. Uh, it was amazing because my mom was the one that was like, wow, your posture is so much better. And the people in my everyday life, they, they, there was a few comments of things, but it was the person that I hadn't seen in a while. And I could feel it and sense it myself. But then when I started working with patients, it became very easy to teach my patient something that I couldn't, that something that I had a hard time doing prior to learning Pilates. I couldn't teach my patients how to have good posture. And then all of a sudden from what I learned in Pilates, I could teach them how to stand up straight. I could teach them how to engage their core, but also engage their shoulder blades at the same time. Um, and something that I learned in, in PT school was kind of like shoulder blades is for shoulders and core is for backs. And what I learned real quickly in Pilates is that we teach everybody everything the entire trunk. So you're learning your proper back position, your proper rib position, your proper shoulder blade position, your chin tuck. It's all happening in Pilates at, at, at the same time as a holistic thing instead of like neck, shoulders, back, breaking it down in these isolations. And so we've been talking to Andy about his um, journey with Pilates to his first exposure to later exposure to now getting certified and going through a full comprehensive uh, authentic uh, classical teacher training program and with that said my next question Andy, is what's your plan moving forward with what you're going to do with the education that you've got over the last uh, year with your Pilates certification yep so I feel like the next step will be first off I will keep deepening my own practice of and then another thing is how to develop a better system in terms of patient care, how I can really use the system to screen, to evaluate and treat the patients incorporating the That will be something I need to explore more um, because from our teacher training program that's mainly focused on the fitness perspective. But then for me as a clinician, the next step will be more how I can tweak that, how I can modify that, and then to incorporate that into my practice and a better practice. Now, I got a question for Andy because this is something I think is very interesting with him. And to me, it's very unique. I don't think I've ever met anyone else. I think I've met a few people since, but only from meeting him. But explain a little bit about you being a physical therapist and an occupational therapist. So Andy's a dual PT and OT. Yeah, okay. Explain that a little bit. So that can be a long story, but <laughs> it was initially because of my exchange student experience in Finland. We worked with a patient who got a stroke and about to get discharged to go back home. And then from the PT standpoint, we found out that the patient's gait speed is fine, negotiating with obstacles are fine, like from every aspect of PT standpoint, it's fine to discharge and go back home. But then 
she went to the OT session and I was shadowing the OT session. They did a visual perception test and then we found some significant neglect. So obviously a lot of um, safety hazard potentially can happen. And then there are a lot of things we need to work on more just from the whole team approach. So that's the moment that really prompts me of maybe looking to something else to treat the patient from more of a holistic approach. And then so I looked up online when I was finding school to come to the States for my DPT and then the University of St. Augustine um, offer the dual degree program for doing both PT and OT at the same time. So I immediately signed up and then got accepted because I want to work with the neurological population. But then, when times goes by, I kind of change my passion, and then now I want to work with people with upper extremity conditions in the hand therapy area, especially helping um, the musician population. And then, that is different to the neurological population, but still incorporates a lot of the PT knowledge background and the OT knowledge background, so it is still a good fit for me to do that. I just feel like after going through this program, I am able to provide more value to my patients from a more holistic standpoint. Now, is USA the only school that was offering that, is, or is that? It, it was the only school. And they're no longer doing it, is that correct? Right. Okay. And so how long did that program last? Um, you mean from start to finish? Mm -hmm. No, like how many years of, oh, the, of it were there? Three years and four months. Okay. And so there were three different, like graduating classes that were dual, dual PTs and OTs? Mm -hmm. Graduating classes. Like how many, like how, like you had a graduating class that graduated yeah. you, how many of the, how many years did people graduate with a dual? Um, they have probably almost 10. Okay, gotcha. So about a decade of it. And, and would you say, Having a PT and an OT background, did that make it easier for you to like start thinking about other things like Pilates and other things to incorporate it, like hand therapy? Um, did, did that make it easier to kind of continue to spread your, your, your net further? Or what kind of led you to say, huh, I want to continue to do more when you already have a PT and an OT uh, certification or uh, training? I feel like Becoming an OT is definitely a key factor to me to be more open to different approaches, not just stick to one approach, yeah. one technique, because OTs are always about thinking outside the box and then to be resourceful and then to be creative. And then that's definitely something that prompts me of uh, exploring more. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I asked this because you know, I being a PT for 21 years, I know how I've incorporated it into my physical therapy practice, but I've never even considered what a occupational outpatient practice is like or does or how they would implement it. Um, and so I'm excited about the, the, the future of learning how are you going to be a PT applying Pilates to your patients? Are you going to be treating as an OT applying Pilates to your patients? Or does it, are you just Andy who's helping people? I think that's a very good question yeah. to ask. But then to me, just the most simple answer, just Andy helping 
that's and that that's kind of what I figured. But I, yeah, I, that's what I, that was just a question that popped up. Now let me ask you this: It seems like you were expo- you were exposed to Pilates in undergrad in Taiwan, yep. correct? And when you were at USA, did you hear anything about Pilates there? No, I don't. All right, so. In Taiwan, in another country, in undergrad, you're exposed to a method that now, after PT school, you're realizing how much you can apply it to your work, yeah. but you didn't hear anything about it in, while you were actually in PT school. Right. And that's the same for me. I knew nothing about it uh, in PT school or prior. But my question then, then is why do you think you knew about it in, why do you think in Taiwan, it's more commonplace to be finding out about Pilates in an undergraduate curriculum versus in America. The clinicians in Taiwan don't have as much of autonomy doing PT, so a lot of PT do their own business with the fitness population. Got it, so there's less autonomy to work as a PT doing what they want to do serving the population. Like I've chosen to take in cash and not deal with insurance yeah. so I can serve my patients better. They're not in a place where they can have that autonomy or figure out an auto- right. a way to, to serve their clients. And so by having a fitness training, or they a can, wellness route that's it open, it opens much more freedom. It opens a yeah. door. Then they're seeing those patients as wellness clients or fitness clients instead of as physical therapists. Yeah, but then it's just therapy patients. But then the PT insight is still coming to play a lot to benefit those clients. It's just they don't say they are providing PT services and then mm-hmm. they don't take the health insurance, the governmental health insurance. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I love it because Andy um, was exposed to Pilates at a certain time. You know, he learned about it, didn't really feel it, didn't see the the value of it, and that's fine. Um, But several years later, um, was able to see that "Hmm, this is something that can create a uniqueness in my ability to help my patients. and also have a ability for pe- to serve people on a longer term through this fitness, um, through the fitness and wellness world, I should say, not just through physical therapy or, for his case, occupational therapy as well. Um, and with that, we're growing and changing the way we're treating patients because more and more people are realizing that they can learn whatever it is. We can, we can insert the word yoga. We can insert the word fitness, CrossFit in place of Pilates, and it's, it, it doesn't really matter, it's all the same, but we're all trying to find a population that we can serve. Um, for me, it's Pilates. For Andy, it's become Pilates, because that's the, the system that really, for me, has helped my body, I've mentioned earlier with my posture, and once I was able to help my body and help me change, I could serve others and help them very easily, instead of trying to serve them in a way or do something that I hadn't had the experience and the positive results from. So with that said, Pilates has changed my practice completely. It's changing Andy's, his own strength, his own awareness, his own posture. So therefore, when he goes to share what he's learned, it's gonna be much easier sharing his journey, his story, than just saying, do this exercise 12 times, do this exercise every hour or 10 times, uh, get up from your desk and do this. We're, we're, we're teaching more of a lifestyle. 
and it's a lifestyle change. And we're not just saying, do your homework. Yeah, we want people to do the homework, but it's more than that. It's, it's a lifestyle and a community and having a community where people want to come here, come to my office, see me for PT, work on our Pilates equipment when it's done. That's what we're really trying to, to foster and encourage. And if I can do it, if he can do it, I'm still in this with Mike Chua. If we can do it, so can you. So I challenge you to, to, to push yourself and think outside of the box and do something different. If you're, if you're not enjoying your job and you go to your job every day and it's pretty miserable because you're seeing way too many patients, you don't have the autonomy that you thought you were going to have, you know, physical therapy and Pilates combining the two might be something that's good for you. So with that said, we're going to wrap up today. I hope you enjoyed the, the, um, the podcast today. Andy, do you have any other any any further things, further tips you'd like to to add in? And then I got one more question for you. Definitely, uh, if you guys don't have any idea about what Pilates is, at least try a class and then experience that yourself. And then, well, if you don't resonate that, you find out you hate that. That's fine because some people may be like that, but then you might find that. Is actually something very beneficial for yourself and then that will be very beneficial to the people you know and then the clients you work with so just encourage you guys to experience that and then see how it would go from there I love it so now my last question is if anyone watching the podcast listening the pod, watching the video on YouTube listening to the podcast if they would like to reach out to you to hear more from you get pick your brain get more of your story how's the best way for them to, to contact you message me on Facebook Andy C Zan um, I also um, have a business page that's a side hustle helping PTs and business owners to make doodle videos so that's PT Doodler and then so if you guys want to email me at PT Doodler at gmail.com you can reach me that way as well. Facebook will be the primary way of reaching out to me. Now with your PT Doodler, as a PT Doodler, what tell me a little bit more about what a, what, a, what you do as a PT Doodler. So I make videos using a software to create doodle videos so that um, the plain text and then the images can be presented in a more dynamic way versus just like a plain PowerPoint presentation and then usually because it's dynamic nature it keeps the audience more engaged um, so um, that will be a more effective way for people to either do marketing to deliver education content or even to be involved in some legislative initiatives like I've been doing for quite a few of them. Awesome. And I asked that question and I actually knew the answer because I've already hired him a few times to make some videos for me. So he's already made me probably like five or six videos, seven videos. So, so I knew what it was, but I just wanted to give him a chance to tell a little bit more about that. So. That's what we got for you guys today. I hope y'all having a fantastic day. Um, we'll see y'all soon with another, with more podcasts coming your way. Uh, be, be on the lookout for um, new episodes uh, broadcasting or coming live on Mondays uh, for the next several weeks. Um, and then we will see y'all soon. If you have any questions or comments, put them below and I'll be happy to answer them. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all have a fantastic day. Bye now. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, 
Could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.